Navy veterans Kaj Larson and Sean Bonner have created an investment app for the military that gamifies investing and provides free financial education. Guild Financial is up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Buying a home can be stressful enough, so it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation of military families. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Hey, today we're talking with Navy veterans Kaj Larson and Sean Bonner, founders of Guild. So, Sean, why don't you kick it off for us? Take us back. Tell us what you did in the Navy. Sure. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Joe. Um, yeah, so I was a Navy Reserve Intelligence Officer. I did that for 13 years. But uh, my 13 years were, were kind of unique where they kind of fell into my life. Um, so I, I was gained to the Navy through what's called the Direct Commissioning Program, which not many people are familiar with, but it's a program that the Navy actually has left over from World War II. And I think it's the only branch of service that actually has direct commissioning for intelligence still. Huh. So typically you think of like direct commissioning for, for docs, medical, or JAG, yeah. um, but the Navy still has it for intel. So, you know, the bulk of the guys coming in are prior enlisted, um, you know, had a break in service and want to go back as an officer, but they take a couple, couple guys like me off the street every year. Um, it's a pretty competitive program. You got to go through um, sort of regional selection board, sit in front of a board, you know, the, the table in front of a bunch of 05s and 06, and then they put a package together for you. So I was uh, I was just 30 years old when I did that. And the reason was because 9-11 had just happened. So I, I graduated from school, uh, went to the University of Delaware, was thinking about going to the Marine Corps, and then uh, didn't happen. And ended up taking a job on the stock exchange, one of those guys in the funny colored jacket yelling and screaming, right? It was the yeah. middle, of, middle of the 90s. Um, it was a good good place to be. It was a pretty fun job and one you could do pretty well at. So ended up starting my own business actually at 26 up in New York um, and in Philadelphia and then had a couple guys working for me. And then, you know, that, that day in September, I was actually back in Philly. My daughter had just been born. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the guys working for me, you know, plane just hit the tower and he's like, it's, that's, you know, it's not, it's not some small plane. It's an American airlines plane. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, I'm standing out front and there's American airlines shit blowing down the street. I'm like, what do you mean? Shit. He's like, you know, like the life vest under the seats, like five of those yellow ones just blew by the same American airlines. Right. And then it was like another boom and I got to go. So, you know, that day changed a lot for me. Um, I ended up one you know, the floor businesses, like we're always going to kind of going away. The computers were sort of taking over. Um, I ended up taking a job at one of the big wall street banks on one of their trading desks. But then I also started this, this process of applying for a direct commission in the Navy as an Intel officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went through that it actually took me two years to get, to get commissioned. I got turned down the first time, first time, which just kind of made me more mad. And, uh, and I had to reapply and go through the whole thing again. So the second time was a charm. Uh, I ended up getting commissioned in uh, 2003. So I was an 01 ensign at the tender age of 32 years old with uh, now, now two kids in my, and uh, working at uh, one of the big Wall Street banks. So um, yeah, a little bit different past than most. So like we talk about transitions, right? My transition was really into the military. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they, send you down to, they send you down to Pensacola for what they call Duracom School in OCAs. I think now it's up in Newport, but um, it's like a mini version of OCS. Uh-huh. So it used to be what they call knife and fork school. They're you know, like when the docs or jags ago, like, oh, bring your golf clubs and make your tea times, right? <laughs> but uh, obviously 2003, we were on a war footing. So things were very different. Um, it was an all-male class. They put us in the OCS barracks. So it was truly like a mini little OCS. Um, 
but we're already commissioned. So that really, the, the, the DIs had a really hard time with that, right? Because they'd want to start screaming at you, but then they'd look at the gear on your collar and get all confused. So, and like, you know, the guy on the, the, the rack above me had been a class president at VMI and, you know, the guy yeah. that the, the across the, across the P way from me was, you know, he was a Marine, recon Marine sergeant. So he had like ribbons up to his shoulder seam. So, you, you know, for me, it was like with just my little national defense and trying to figure out what to do and how to walk and just follow those guys. It was a great experience, though. I mean, I loved it. Those guys would kind of roll their eyes a lot. But, uh, yeah. you know, f- for me going in, it was I wouldn't want it any other way. Right. If it was going there and playing golf and doing that kind of stuff, it, would, it just would have been the real experience. So um, did that and then got you know put into sort of the Navy Intel training pipeline. Um, hit a couple of schools. The big school was uh, Nemitsi Navy Marine Corps Intel training school command, which was down in Virginia in those days. And they moved it out to the West coast now, um, which is actually pretty funny. It's the place where actually I came up with the idea for this business that we're running now, but that, you know, that Navy Intel training was good stuff. Um, you know, that, that base was a pretty cool base to be at. There was only Navy Intel school there and uh, Naval special warfare development group there too. So mm-hmm. um, lots of cool things going on. It wasn't hard to tell who was with whom, but uh, did that. And then, uh, you know, was, we gained by O&I, worked in O&I for a while. We actually ran domestic collection mission here in the States for a while. Um, it was pretty cool. Did that with the Coast Guard and the Navy. Um, and then I actually was uh, getting ready to go in for the surge, and I ended up rupturing a disc in my neck. So I ended up with two cervical spine surgeries, kept me out of the surge, and then uh, was TMPQ for a little while. Um, which actually didn't turn out to be that bad because I was sort of like in this frozen status. Right. But I could still pick up orders and do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, a, I was like out of the, out of the Intel community, which can be very, um, very uh, tough on what they want you to do. But I was like a free agent for a little while. So that was the time I actually enjoyed and then came back and was at DIA until 2016 and got out then. Um, you know, in my last, my last role there, I was at the admin department head at DIA. So, you know, it was, it got to be enough. Um, it was great, you know, and I, of course I miss it every day, but, um, yeah. you know, my, my time in service was certainly a bit different than most. Um, and, but, you know, for someone that came in, you know, already with a family and kids, I mean, it was, you know, a big adjustment for people uh, in my, in my household, but like, obviously I'm so glad I did it. Right. And it just goes to show it's never too late. If you're thinking about doing it or haven't done it, or, you know, you're, you're thinking about starting your own business, right. It's never too late. Yeah. Wow. What, what a unique story. Thanks for sharing that, Sean. So what about you, Kaj? Yeah. So uh, my background is that I spent 13 years as a SEAL officer in Naval Special Warfare. Um, the best, you know, most important and, and, and valuable experience of my life. And, and as president Kenny said, the great honor of my life to be able to serve as, as a Naval officer, I, um, I, I was commissioned also, I also spent my time in Pensacola, just like Sean. So I came through officer candidate school originally, actually, I wanted to fly. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I have my private pilot's license and, uh, uh-huh. you know, I've been flying since I was a kid. Uh, and my dad's Marine also, uh-huh. you know, once Marine, always a Marine. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, a lot of respect for Marine air, uh, for awesome. over on this side. And, uh, um, yeah, so I wanted to fly, but I played water polo in college and I played with a group of guys who were all going into this community. Um, that I, frankly, I'd never heard of, I'd never heard of the SEAL teams. Like now, you know, seals are in the spotlight and there's books and movies and all of that stuff. Uh, but I didn't even know what they were. Uh, I just knew that I had some guys that I played water polo against and with who were all going to do this weird thing down in Coronado. So, uh, I thought like, Oh, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring for that. Uh, so in, in, uh, in December of 2000, I reported to officer candidate school down there in Pensacola, Florida, 
with uh, an 1135 billet, which is a SEAL Reserve Officer billet. I went through uh, officer candidate school. I graduated. I classed up at basic underwater demolition SEAL training in um, August of the, in late August of 2001. And I was in BUDS uh, class 237 on 9-11. So we had just finished two mile ocean swim. Uh, we were coming out and we were changing out. It was, it was early in the morning, California time. That swim started at, you know, five or five thirty AM. By the time we got out of the water, the planes had hit the tower. Yeah. We had sort of heard r- rumors of it, um, happening. Um, and we thought it might also be like an elaborate hoax by the instructors. Cause they're always messing with you. And, uh, but by the time we had, uh, then ran the class, which was still, you know, a couple hundred people large at that, at that time, but time we had ran the class over to the chow hawk that we were pre pre hell week um and then we saw the, the the planes on the towers on the tv and we're like well these guys aren't good enough to pull off this ruse this must be real uh and that was a really seminal day for my community for the naval obviously for the entire world and for the country but also specifically for my community because we really went from peacetime military to wartime footing for the next you know two decades and and for my community specifically which Previously, you know, maybe you could have called like a shoot dive jump club in the nineties, right? Like we did some stuff, but we were having a good time. Uh, then, then we, we were going to war and our instructors on that day knew it. Um, quick little C story is basically they said like the instructors who had all just rotated off of operational tours themselves said, Hey fellas, we're going to war and we're not securing this day until 50 people quit. Uh, and so they kind of beat us mercilessly on that day until that happened and then they secured the evolution and, and we went back to the barracks. So, uh, that's my nine 11 story. I, uh, after buds and seal qualification training, I reported to seal team one. Uh, I did a bunch of deployments out of, out of the West coast. Um, and then I transitioned off active duty and went to graduate school. I went to graduate school at Harvard, uh, studied public policy and international relations, national security policy, Um, and then I had that two year gap in service. Um, but then at that time, the seal reserve units were actually coming online. So historically we hadn't had a lot of seal. We hadn't had seal reserve units. It was the brainchild of Admiral Olson, who was our first four star Admiral. Um, so they created the seal reserve units. So I actually went back in, um, to the reserve units in, uh, Oh, Oh eight, Oh nine. And, uh, I served in the, uh, the, the SEAL Reserve units attached to Special Operations Command. My last command was Special Operations Command Africa, SOCAF. Um, and then I, uh, I got out of the reserve units in 2017. So that's, wow. my, uh, that's my arc of service. Like, it's never a straight line. Everybody finds their, their own path in the Navy, and, yeah. and that one was mine. Wow, interesting story. So w- walk us through where the idea for – where the idea for guild came from and how, you know, the beginning steps of how you guys met and how you guys put that all together. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of the the premise of guild is right. We're here to help the military community with financial education and their investments. So breaking down the barriers of access to financial products, right? So we're commissioned for a commission free investing platform. You can buy a dollar of a share of a dollar of share of Amazon or Apple, right? We give you fractional shares, but also like that informational piece too, right? The financial education piece. So we do just basic financial education. Uh, We believe in that so much. Actually our first little video you watch on investing versus savings, it's 58 seconds and you answer two easy questions. 
we'll put five bucks in your account, right? So like, look, we all come from the military, Marines and Navy believe in training, right? But we always got paid to train. So that's one of the things we want to incorporate. And we believe in that so much is because we all, we've all lived it. Joe, I'm sure you lived it too, right? How many, you know, how many young, young men and women have you seen make just dumb mistakes with money, right? You know, they come back from deployment, they got $15,000 in the bank. They can't wait to get to that used car dealer to get that, you know, $60,000 GMC truck or that Camaro, right? Um, yeah, used so, car, you know, they're going for brand new, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, brand new. You know, one of the things I did when, when we first started Guild is I actually looked at, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of the vill, right? Outside yeah. of each base, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I in Columbus, Georgia, where I went to jump school, uh, with Fort Benning, Georgia, right. Yeah. Um, where back in those days, the army owned the aviation pipeline. So seals had to go to basic static line through the army. Right. So sure. we'd be there freshly graduated from buds running with the black hats, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and jumping with the army guys out of C-130s before we moved on to, to free fall. Nowadays we own the pipeline, but that was the old style. And, uh, so right there, Fort Benning, Georgia, I actually mapped the distance from the gates to the first used car deal or to the first, uh, car dealership. You know, those ones that have like 21% interest on them on your new Mustang, right. When you're making, you know, $300 a month or whatever. (laughs) And it's 0.8 miles from the gates of Benning to that first car dealership. Right. Like that's, that's the story, right? Less than a mile to your first bad financial decision. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So you both kind of independently liked, uh, person got into personal finance, um, military finance. And then how did you guys meet up and, uh, you know, yeah. So, so, yeah, sorry for joke. So I had, um, I'd been working on this idea for a while. And when I say like the concept actually came out of like Intel training. Um, huh. so the investment platform's a little bit different, right? Uh, one of the big things in Navy Intel schools, they kind of drill into you this idea of multi-source intelligence and transparency and collective intelligence. And actually through my time on Wall Street, I'd seen a couple of products, actually a product Goldman Sachs has for hedge funds where they kind of take the collective intelligence of the top 150 hedge funds out. Mm-hmm. And I literally had been looking at that on a Friday. And, you know, a couple of days later, I'm down in Nimitzi when most guys are doing their two-weeker and going to the Hamptons, right? I'm down at Intel School in Damneck. Um, but they talked about the USS Scorpion, which was a fast attack sub that was lost in 1968. And how uh, this guy, John Craven, who was the chief scientist for special projects in the Navy, came in and essentially used a form of collective intelligence to locate this boat, right? So it kind of really got me thinking, I'd just seen a Wall Street application of it for investing. And now we're talking about using a lost submarine, right? Um, Then a book was written right around that time called The Wisdom of the Crowds. I'm like, there's definitely something to this. So this whole idea about uh, collective intelligence and sort of none of us is smarter than all of us, that concept really, which gets drilled into you as a Navy Intel officer, um, I think has had great applications for individual investors, right? You always hear like individual investors, you know, get killed in the market or they get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's true because the way the structure of Wall Street's set up, right? Um, You know, there's a lot of of money to be made by financial institutions. They sort of want to keep those gates up. Uh, so I've had this idea kicking around for a while and then it just struck me, you know, like one, one drill weekend too many, um, you know, at Fort Dix and everyone's asked me questions about their portfolio because they knew what I did. You know, I, be, I became a portfolio manager for a large cap value mutual fund, um, you know, from the, from the, like, you know, the E3s to the COs, like asked me about their portfolio and what I do with this and what I do with that. And what do you think of the market? And it was like, just glaring, there was a, you know, a need for basic education, but also access to real investment products that, you know, these guys weren't getting because there's a big misconception out there. Everyone assumes that USA or Navy federal have, 
the military covered for personal wealth. That's not true at all, right? Uh, Navy Federal Credit Union is just a bank, a great bank, but that's all they do. And USAA had investment products. They completely sold out of them about six, seven years ago. So they had a, yeah. a broker a broker dealer they sold to Charles Schwab. Yep. They had um, mutual funds they sold to a company called Victory. So when you tap investments on the USAA app, it takes you to Charles Schwab, right? So there's nobody from our community, from the military community, serving the military for personal wealth. So that was really where the idea I had and kicking it around for a while. Finally got kind of started on this thing in 2018. Um, myself and another guy actually I grew up with who went through the same Navy uh, commissioning program that I did is our third third co-founder, Mike Canallan. And Mike's actually still serving um, the Navy Intel unit here on the East Coast. So, um, you know, I went to Mike, I'm like, Hey, I got this idea. He's like, yeah, I'm all in. So we started working on it. Um, I was kind of full time. Mike was still doing other, other stuff. He also had worked on Capitol Hill for a while. Yeah. And then, um, we kind of, I finally, you know, after beating our head against the wall, trying to get this thing launched and because while, you know, this speaks to sort of the entrepreneurial part, while there's a lot of great kind of platforms out there, like bunker labs, uh, we were in the NYU veterans entrepreneurship, um, accelerator up yeah. at New York university, right? There's a lot of good programs out there, but when it comes to sort of the bigger investors, bigger VCs until recently, it's been sort of all hat and no cattle when it comes to putting their money where their mouth is about supporting veterans. Right. I mean, a lot of talk, a lot of programs like, Oh yeah, you can go work in operations kind of thing. But when it's like, you know, we want a, like a competitive check to go and build this business, it was a lot tougher than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. So we finally kind of found a path, you know, about a year ago to get this thing launched and get to market. Um, so Mike and I are like, all right, we're going to go in on this. We raised a little bit of money. Um, we got the, we got the app built and then we hired a couple of consultants and Kaj was one of the consultants we hired. So oh, um, was talking to Kaj a couple of times and, you know, of course the first time I'm talking to him, he's overseas, right. Doing some Hollywood work, right. He's in the makeup chair, getting his makeup put on. Right. I'm like, you know, <laughs> of course it's the seal. He's like, just got it. You know, I'm like, one well, morning did he stage this whole thing just to live up to the, to live up to the hype. But uh, no, as I got to know him and like, you know, realized that uh, he had, he has a, one, a great interest in sort of um, you know, the military community and been working since he got out and these veteran service organizations, but also, also had a pretty quick understanding of what we were trying to do and the, and the problem we were trying to solve. So, yeah. you know, as we I went further down the podcast, like, all right, um, you know, have, uh, have you ever worked in financial services before? He said, no. I said, that's right. We can get around that. I said, you got a graduate degree? He said, yeah. I said, from where? He said, from Harvard. I'm like, well, nobody's perfect, but you're hired <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. With all the PCS moves over the years, we've bought and sold many houses and we've used Navy Federal many times for a home mortgage. They've always been professional and great to work with and they get the military. So you don't have to explain certain things to them about military pay and the VA loan. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Buying a home can be stressful enough, so it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation of military families. They offer mortgage options with zero down payment, so you don't need to wait years to save. They offer mortgage options that don't require private mortgage insurance, so you'll save money each month. Members save $2,500 on average when they choose Navy Federal for their mortgage. And they're a top VA home lender. So check them out. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. All right, back talking with uh, Navy veterans Kaj Larson and Sean Bonner, founders of Guild. So, Kaj, um, Sean was talking about the, the spool up and uh, the beginning stages of Guild and bringing you on as a consultant. Um, had the little Harvard dig there, but you were not you were not a you were not a financial services guy at all. So, how did you you know why would you jump into something like this? 
Yeah. Don't forget, he also had the little seal dig as well, like the Hollywood, you know, you can't, walk, can't go anywhere without, you know, seal riding a book for being yeah. a movie. Right? Yeah, the Intel uh, guys, the Intel guys digging on the Navy SEAL. How about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a brave <laughs> new world. Happen? What can I say? You yeah. know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Joe. You know, I didn't have a traditional financial services background. I actually came to Guild much more through the lens of veteran service organizations. So mm. when I got off of active duty, along with a friend, I had used my pay from the service to help start the mission continues, which was dedicated towards um, continuing towards uh, giving grants to veterans to do stints in public service. Right. So uh, your country still needs you. Your service still matters was kind of our ethos. Um, and then from there, uh, we helped incubate Team Rubicon, which is another large veteran service organization that does disaster response, done multiple deployments with them. I sat on the board of both those organizations. Um, so I had been really, really front site focused on this idea of um, finding a, a new sense of purpose for veterans. I thought that was essential to their transition. Uh, and I'm really proud to have worked in, in that space for a long period of time. Uh, but I, you know, having helped create the veteran service space um, and, and helping usher like all of these veterans into finding a new mission in public service, I, I really recognized how important that work was. But what I started to see continually, and this harkens back to all of our active duty time in the military where we saw, um, you know, soldiers and, and sailors and airmen struggling with finances, um, that a lot of veterans were still struggling with their personal finances and yes it was important to have purpose but also like it was important to have purse right the money mattered right mm -hmm. and you know even the original concept of the mission continues where we would pay people to do stints in public service the reason we were doing that was to cover their basic expenses um and it, and i what i've increasingly realized is that there's this this large gap between the military community and the private wealth community. In some sense, the um, that's a function of necessity, right? For for those of us who have worn the cloth of the country, we spent you know four years or a decade or in some cases two decades, you know, focused on service, being service first, and people didn't always necessarily. Um, build a base, a foundation of personal finance. Um, so as I, as I saw, you know, countless examples in the veteran service world, I just realized how critical and how crucially important it was. And, you know, like I'm a knuckle dragger, right? I, I certainly didn't stumble on this idea. Um, the DOD and the Pentagon have also realized how critical an issue this is. And they've elevated, you know, financial readiness to a key national security issue because um, we see that it's affecting um, people, not just the, the veterans that I'm talking about who have transitioned, but it's also affecting our active duty members. Um, and, you know, there's problems with guys not being deployable, guys and gals not being deployable because their personal finances are in disarray. So, oh, yeah. um, it can affect and, your security and, clearance too. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. That's huge, huge part of it, right? Um, and so, you know, the piece, the, the, the value that I add to the pie is I had done a lot of work in, in media and television, shockingly, a seal in media and television. I've done a lot of work in media and television in my post-active duty career. Um, and so I really have honed in on this financial education, financial literacy piece, um, and how we communicate these, these really important financial principles to, uh, to the military community largely defined. Wow. So... Tell us a little bit specific, just talk a little bit more specifically about Guild. 
What's the platform? Sure. I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit about you know, when you first joined. Um, if you watch that, what was it, a 48 or 58 second video? And yeah, you watch on, that on investing and, versus savings. Yeah. And so our, 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 um, so Guild itself, right? It's, uh, it's an investment app, right? So just like you okay. think about like a Robinhood or a Schwab or any trade. So you go to the App Store, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Guild Financial, you download the app. You download the app and then you open an account. It's about a three minute account opening process, right? But it is, you are opening a US brokerage account. So we got to ask all that PII stuff, social security number and all that. But then you've got a you've got an account that you can hook up to your bank and you can fund and then you can buy, buy stocks, ETFs, crypto, all commission-free on the stock and ETF side. Um, and we offer incremental investing. So you can buy a piece of Apple or Amazon for a dollar, right? So even for 10 bucks or 15 bucks, you can put together a diversified portfolio, right? You can yeah. buy 10 different stocks, you can buy five different stocks. And that's one of the things we really try um, and encourage through the app and the way the app is built is to encourage people to be to be better investors, sort of better behaviors, right? Yeah. Um, so when you come on the app, everyone's anonymized. You can get a username if you choose, right? And just kind of be part of the community. So sure. like I'm Guild One, Guild One Actual, right? You can go <laughs> on and see whoever else is out there and look up and down. And, um, you know, coming right out of that Navy Intel training, right? And coming right out of the being the admin department head, uh-huh. um, we take everybody and we stack and rank them, right? On a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. So you can see everyone's performance, uh, in the community and how they've done over the last day, week or month. Yeah. And How's everybody doing uh, in the last week? Yeah. Well, you know, we, it's amazing over the last couple of weeks, we still get one or two guys that are up for a week. It feels pretty good, but um, we can talk about that in a second. Cause I think these are the, you know, these are the times yeah. to try men's souls. So these are the times that I think that, that really, um, really shows how important it is to think about being a long-term investor and not just some day trader. Like I'm going to go on and trade some crypto and Ethereum and Dogecoin and make a bunch of money. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Right. Like, trust me. I, you know, I spent 13 years in the Navy. I spent a lot longer on wall street. Trust me. That's not how it works. Right. Um, you know, nobody, it's very hard to get rich quick, but it's not that hard to get rich over a long time. Right. right. And that's the thing people kind of have to get through their heads. So we provide access to that investing. And then we have the financial education piece built right into the app. So in the app itself, when you open your account, um, you'll go on, you'll see the, you know, the, your account page. You can see a leaderboard. You can, you can see how everyone's doing. You tap into their portfolio. You don't see dollar amounts people have. Right. So you don't know whether it's a thousand dollar account or a ten thousand dollar account. But you see percentages. This guy's got 10 percent of Apple and five percent of Tesla and uh-huh. you know 25 percent of Berkshire Hathaway. And you can see what their performance is for that. Um, and then actually we have a true collective intelligence portfolio. So just like um, they did for the search of the scorpion, we take all of the um, all of the portfolios on the platform, run them through some screens, essentially, and then put together the 30 most popular stocks, the 30 most frequent stocks that appear and in the, in the percentages of people's portfolios that they appear. And that's the guild portfolio. It's like a one day rebalancing portfolio that you can see is just a snapshot of what everyone has. So if you think about, especially like the younger guys and, and women out there, um, like anyone that uses Yelp or TripAdvisor, same kind of thing, right? The uh, leaderboards, like the individual reviews, which is great. You know, you kind of want to look through all those individual reviews, but really like what's what's the star rating at the top right what what's everyone thinking that's the, the big collective intelligence piece and that's the guild portfolio so you can start there and just look and see like okay here are the most popular choices of this community that i'm a part of and so it's that whole idea of transparency which leads to trust right and that's obviously like sure. being a big thing in the military like you got to trust the people you work with for sure you got to trust them to have your six and you got to have theirs and that's really i think what's been missing from financial services um in general but especially for the military so that's really sort of at, at um, you know, at the root of what we're doing, trying to provide trust and transparency for this community to make them better investors. And it's all just done through this mobile app, commission-free uh, with this educational piece built in. 
And what's the app look like? Yeah. You just go on the app store and search for Guild? Yeah, Guild, Guild, Financial. Yeah, Guild Financial, it'll pop right up. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the truth is, Joe, we're open to anybody. So, you know, your, your military member, your spouse, your sister, your dad, your, your brother mm-hmm. can all join the platform. Um, we say, uh, but you will recognize a bunch of bells and whistles that make it feel comfortable for, you know, people who come from our background. Okay. Uh, you know, even everything we've done is try to incentivize people to help them create wealth. So this is a funny little thing, but you know, we always say it's real easy to make money when the stock market's going straight up, right? It's like, how do you hedge against the kind of times Mm -hmm. that we're in now? And one of the ways, uh, one of the principles that we really believe in is diversification on the platform. So uh, like when you make your first trade, you get, uh, you get what we would call a ribbon. um, And it looks um, unusually like, the national defense ribbon. Um, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you get that little badge right there on yeah. your profile when you make your first trade. Now, when you hold 10 stocks in your portfolio, when you're actually diversified and again, 10 stocks, that might only be 10 bucks with fractional share investing. You might have a dollar Apple, dollar Amazon, dollar Ford, cool. so on and so forth. Right. Um, but when you have a, what, you know, we say is a diversified portfolio, 10 stocks, um, then you get a second ribbon. Um, and so we're trying in through all of the features on the platform, you say, what does it look like? We're trying to nudge people towards good investing behavior and give them tools through that transparency. Uh, one of my favorite features, Sean kind of mentioned it is the leaderboard. I like the leaderboard because the leaderboard is essentially like, you know, we basically took this straight out of like the whiteboard in a CrossFit gym or, you know, a Peloton, um, you know, what do you call, uh, what do you call two frogmen walking down the street next to each other? A race. What do you call two frogmen investing on the guild platform? You know, a competition, right? right? So I like that kind of like tacit competition, but huh. you know, you can see me, uh, gilded frog, um, right there on the app and, uh, you can go right in and click on my portfolio. Uh, if I'm on the leaderboard and you can, you know, see what I'm, I'm holding. And, and we really do believe that in general, like, there's, there's a lot of mystery and mystique shrouded in the financial world and the financial sector. And we're really trying to pull back the curtain so people can make the best decisions. That's cool. Can you, can you invest in crypto through the app? We can, that's a new, that's a, that's a new feature. Uh, and, and we're really happy. Uh, we launched crypto a couple weeks ago. We hold the, uh, 21, there's 20, approximately 21. It might be up to 23, 23, uh, of the top coins and, and tokens and, and cryptocurrencies that you can invest in. Yeah. Um, that, that's a new partnership for us. What we do that's unique is we allow people to hold their crypto. The way we display it is right there alongside the rest of your portfolio. For some reason, that's sort of enigmatic to me, like other platforms that have both traditional investing and crypto separate them out. But we think that crypto is an asset just like any other investment. And we'd like you to see your total investment picture uh, right there together. So you can see that. So you can determine if 50% of my portfolio is allocated to crypto, you know, that might feel a little top heavy. Right. And, And we think that's important. So again, even our, even the design of our app is, is encourage you, encouraging you to think about, um, how you're allocating all your assets. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Um, well, we're getting close to the end of our time here. We're about 30 minutes. So, uh, did want to give you guys the the last word, uh, go over one more time. How do we find guild? So mainly 
you're focusing uh, sending people towards the app, right? So to go to the app store and search for Guild Financial. Yeah, so yeah, we've got so we've got a landing page, a web page, right? Which is uh-huh. just guild.financial. That's the whole domain. There's no dot com or anything. It's just guild G-U-I-L-D dot financial. You go there, it's got about us, it's got links to the app store and Google Play Store. It's got a cool little uh, intro video we shot on the Battleship New Jersey last fall. It sort of kind of gives oh, cool. you the premise of it. Um, and then uh, you know the it's got some other links on there. That's pretty useful. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, if you want to get directly to the app, it's right in the app store uh, and then go through, you open an account, right. Um, and it's just like opening a Navy federal account or USA account, right. We ask that information, but it's all commission free on the stock side, uh, incremental investing. And then the financial education piece, which, you know, we care about so much we pay for it. So, I mean, that's like our, you know, our headline kind of number that we go out with is mm-hmm. we want to help the military community right, to earn and invest and create $50 billion of personal wealth in the next 10 years, right? That's mm-hmm. the big headline number for us that we want to have in. Um, and if we can do that, right, then we're, we're doing something. And to do that, we really think that the number of, if we can go and be successful that we easily want to, we want to spend is $100 million on financial education for mm-hmm. the military. And it's a community that deserves it, right? It's been left out, left behind by Wall Street for, you know, a lot of kind of typical reasons. But now in this digital age of mobile apps, there's no reason that the military community should not be paid specific attention to by Wall Street. And that's what we're here to do. That's awesome. Okay. Well, well, Hey guys, uh, thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial story. You guys are uh, legit veteran entrepreneurs now. So looking forward to seeing your financial success in the future. Appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you, Joe. It was awesome. Thanks. All right. right. We are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to veteran on the move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.